Hi, I'm Grant. Let's talk positivity. Welcome to Grant Rants. Today, my guest is podcast host of Prem Brulee, Premel Bot. And hey, Premel, how did we meet? Oh man, uh, we meet. We met on the mean streets of the internet. Uh, <laughs> we uh, worked for this number one website in your for your eyeballs, Holyfield. <laughs> we wrote about sports. We chatted about nonsense, and we still do that to this day. And now we're on each other's podcasts. Yes, frequent. I've been on your show a handful of times. First yes. time for you being on this show. Uh, you've yeah. made um, an appearance on my sister's show, Alternate Jersey. Uh, you and I have been in, in cahoots and have chatted for a, a long time. We've, we've been in that sports site for so long that I almost yeah. forgot it was called Holy Field. It's changed names so many times. Yeah. It was called the Sports Collective at one point, too. Yep. We had Sports Collective. I think prior to us, they had Couch Coaches. When the yeah. <laughs> the website suddenly disappeared, it became the a podcast network, which was just you and me making podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we're we're we've been pulling the weight, so we bonded over that basically too. <laughs> exactly. Now here we are doing our own damn things on our own separate podcast. Amen. And, and I'm so thrilled to finally have you on Grant Rants. Um, like I mentioned, I'm pumped you to host- be here, man. Yes, I, I mentioned earlier you host Prem Brulee, which is a a, a sports centric podcast where you also offer your 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 two cents on things your own thoughts on what's going on in the world and uh i know our connection is in sports but today i wanted to give us a a different opportunity to talk about something you and i are passionate about um on prem brulee you are the team captain of team petty which is not the type of person i think you are in real life yeah i like to say the sports fan in me is entirely different than who i am outside of the sports world (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I can't help it. I save it all for the sports and I truly keep it positive outside of that. Yeah. I respect that all your negative emotions are all channeled towards Kevin Durant and nothing else. Yeah. This time of year, it's Kevin Durant and during football season, it's my own team and the Cowboys. (laughs) And then there are different versions of all that. And, and I guess in baseball season, it's anyone who dares speaks against the Astros go Stros baby. So so everyone. <laughs> so everyone, yeah. It works but, but, out well for my sports persona. The, ba- <laughs> the back against the wall shit talking, that's kind of my thing. <laughs> Never ending content for you. Amen. But, uh, but today we are talking about you and I guess also just the, the concept in general outside of your sports persona. Um, you and I have, have talked about the pandemic and just kind of what that does to your psyche and how you have managed to keep what what feels like a relentless optimism and positivity about you. And I wanted to talk about that um, kind of in the context of this weird year and a half we've had. So uh, the, the first thing I wanted to ask you in regards to all of that is how did you stay sane during the pandemic, during the lockdowns, the loosenings, the unloosenings? What kept right. you going? Um, I think what kept me going is uh, kind of what's on the horizon that, you know, that 
relentless, like, hey, it'll get better. Um, I'm naturally a positive person, and I th- I'm a, think it's important to establish I'm a firm believer in karma. And I think putting out that positive and good in the universe, it'll come back. We're going through some uh, storm of pandemic shit, I would say, um, in the past year. So I think there was plenty of negativity. My, my philosophy's always been if there's plenty of negativity going around, I might as well offer... A little bit something different um i don't want to keep piling on to anything and try to offer that sense of relief for people um it's just naturally how i am i never expect other people to be that way because tell you the truth no one should um be any certain way if you're feeling down it's okay to feel that way um it happens to me every once in a while too but if i'm feeling up for it i i feel like putting out positivity is uh overall good for just the universe in general and especially the people around me Sure. But I would say like what kept me positive through the pandemic was, yeah, knowing it was kind of a responsibility, a a collective responsibility to do what's right. And I know our country as a whole did not succeed in that. Uh, It required (laughs) the vaccine, but it was that feeling of, hey, we all need to work together to get past this. And it's not going to happen by being down on ourselves. Um, And that's just kind of how I approached it. I'm in the public health field for my day job, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I had a firsthand experience in it and I knew that little bits of effort and little bits of positivity could make a big difference in people. I, I was, I was hoping you'd bring up that cause I know you worked in the, in the health field or work in the health yep. field and yep. kind of had like a front row seat as it was happening back when we weren't sure it was going to be a big deal. And then it snowballed yep. into a big deal like over the course of like a week or two. Um, mm-hmm. What was that experience like, just having that front row seat to everything happening? Yeah, so to be a little bit more specific, I'm, I'm in public health. Um, so I was front lines in terms of being part of the state public health response, not necessarily um, front line in terms of what everybody thinks of, uh, you know, our nurses, our doctors, people sure. like that who are seeing patients felt like that was important to designate. But... Um, nonetheless, I think uh, it it was crazy. Um, it's everything you prepare for in, in graduate school, but you never think was going to happen. Um, a pandemic is something you hear about in history books, and it's weird to think that we'll be telling our kids and grandkids about this pandemic we lived through. And it was something we were actually part of and something I worked, my frankly, my butt off during, So, um, which... I was happy to do. I was fortunate. A lot of people didn't have that same, um, weren't as lucky. So I I did not take that for granted at all and uh, made sure to, to earn that extra time and, um, really work hard to help people get through it. And we're finally on the opposite end of it, but it was crazy during it. You just never really knew when it was going to end. You kept thinking about it, but then it started getting worse. And then it got frustrating to be honest with you. Uh, you know, people not doing their part and mm-hmm. um, feeling like you're in the field and working so hard at it, yet just the little bit of help the people in the field are asking for couldn't be, <laughs> couldn't happen from the general public or, or some from the general public. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, it was, it was a roller coaster for sure. Um, but I think we'll look back. It'll be a crazy exciting one that we work through us in the public health field. Um, but during it, it was like, felt like there's no end in sight and it was just trying to 
figure out how to respond to each new thing that um, COVID brought us. And it's still going on, but um, <laughs> at least we've kind of, the crazies are normal now, I guess. Yeah, that that's what has shocked me about everything. Because, you know, we've been in the thick of it now. You know, the sort of March of last year, we're barreling into like 13, 14 months of this shit. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it's hard to maintain optimism especially during those like those winter months and the, that lost summer for sure and now that we're barreling into this summer and people are getting outside more and with it that has bred new anxieties about going outside even though you're vaccinated like do i wear the yeah. mask do i not how do i know people are telling the truth if they're not all that fun stuff so for sure i i, I know my mental health i'm not like I'm not in a bad place necessarily with my mental health. Um, I've sure. disclosed on this show and a few before that I was diagnosed with ADHD at a young age. Um, and, and that certainly got worse <laughs> during yeah. the, this, this year of not being able to do anything. Um, and I, I don't mean to put the burden of like mental health professionalism on you because that's not you or your field. Um, but right. one thing I did find interesting that you talked about was that sense of duty that you had and your belief in karma. I was hoping you could expound more on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, my sense of duty is um, because I'm fortunate enough to not have any, you know, mental health things that I am diagnosed with and suffer from. I feel like me as a friend, I really worked on checking in on people. You weren't able to see them face to face, you know, people that were being responsible, staying inside, all that stuff during the pandemic. Um, my general kind of golden rule is, and I've told this to multiple people, I've done it on my too much sense on my podcast is like, when you think of someone text them. Um, and I found that that's been especially useful with friends. It, it helps keep conversation open and just something as simple as, Hey, I was just thinking of you seeing how you're doing. Um, my new favorite question is how are the mentals? Um, because Mm -hmm. mental health, the nice thing about I feel like our generation is we talk about it more. And I think that's a benefit of what's come um, with our openness. And I think it's it's important to open that dialogue with close people. So um, my belief in karma and how it connects to that is I think that just puts out good in the universe to know that, hey, someone out there is thinking of me, um, checking in on me. And then even those of you that suffer from mental health, when you're having a good day to to pay that forward to other people um, because I, it goes a long way, especially when you're not able to get that face-to-face -face interaction or that quality time together. Um, it's still a way to think of people, you know, FaceTime, if people are cool with texting, all that stuff. I've talked to certain people with mental health things that, hey, they appreciate a text or other people prefer an actual phone call. It's just figuring out what's best uh, for a person by opening that dialogue and putting out that um, good in that universe and, and, and my belief in in karma and even if you you grant rants listeners out there if you're not a believer in karma at the very least you're checking in on a friend or a family member and um there's nothing bad about that you'll never regret doing that um you'll never not appreciate someone checking on you might not be in a space to answer or get an answer right away but at the very least they'll see that text or if you're the one suffering from it you'll see that text and when you're ready you can answer and um i'd I believe in opening that dialogue and encouraging that conversation. So that's kind of how it all, I think, is a roundabout way. And I hopefully I covered everything you're talking about. But um, that's kind of my philosophy on things is, you know, 
when you're thinking about someone checking on them and then just checking on someone in general is just such a beautiful thing. I had this like revelation to me is like they could, someone could be literally doing an infinite amount of things, spending time just by themselves, checking in on anyone in their universe and they're choosing to check on you. And when you put it that way, it, I think it has like a bigger impact. And I think it's a cool way to think about it. When you get a text from someone or you send one out checking on someone, it's a, a beautiful thing. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, I've been on the sending and receiving end of both yeah. of those, you know, and it's a great way to help you feel special and to make others feel special. And, you yeah. know, I've on this show, we have talked about various belief structures, my religious upbringing and things like that. Recently talked about um, this concept of like, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of different things to call what you're talking about and your end goals. Uh, you know, there, there's karma, there's trying to achieve like, you know, some kind of enlightenment or some kind of religious sure. after party, if you will. Um, but I, I think one cool thing is that if you focus entirely, well, not entirely, but if you focus on, on helping others and making them feel good in whatever capacity you are capable of doing so, you're, you're benefiting, yeah. you know, two people at the same time, yourself and the recipient. And that was something you said on your show where I was like, oh, shit, I should, I should text so-and-so. Like, I'm, like you say that, yeah. and like, I think anyone immediately has someone that comes to mind and they hear, hey, yeah. if you think of that person, text them. Yeah, it's so easy. Like, I tell people all the time, and um, uh, I've talked to even my wife about this, is like, it's so easy to just send a text. And we so often do this, like, oh, no, I'll text them later when I'm done with this thing. And then by the time you're done doing that, you forgot all about it. So that's yeah. where I think just sending that text and like, hey, how are you? Even as simple as that, hey, I was just thinking of you. What's going? How are your mentals? What's going on? Uh, what have you been up to? That sort of thing. I'm definitely um, stealing how are your mentals. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's a uh, – I, I think it's a more casual way to really check in on someone and um, – and be able to like open that dialogue because there's certain ones it's like, oh, you're not used to having that conversation maybe, or maybe you just have it in person, but it's much easier to just check on someone that way and um, open a dialogue if they prefer. Hey, can I call you instead? That's great. Just be open to it. And um, I just think it's like, as soon as you think of someone, that's my cardinal rule. Like, oh, you know what? I was just thinking of so-and-so. I haven't talked to them in a while. I'll just send them a text real quick. And just, even if it's like, hey, remember when we did this? Or even if it's, a simple hey how are you was thinking of you so that's just kind of how i operate and I, I encourage other people to do the same because how cool is it to like hear from someone you haven't heard from in a while just because they're thinking of you that's yeah. like pretty pretty sweet thing i think it, it's been one of the weird cool side effects of the pandemic i've definitely been in communication agree, yeah. with more people than i have <laughs> ever before because 100 you had that yearning to talk to people and see people and you just couldn't do it. And I'm grateful that we had all the technological advances we have to make those things happen. You know, the other and, unique thing about the pandemic is like, because you couldn't see everyone, it really showed you who cares about you. You know, yes. like, you know, they're going out of their way to talk to you when it's not convenient. Cause we all have those friends. It's like, Oh, you only see them when you go out. But like the truly the people that are checking on you and there's no no like benefit from like they don't have someone to party with or like whatever <laughs> it is you're into, like, you know, that's a pretty sweet thing. The pandemic reminded us like, oh, who really is checking on me? Who's 
who am I really checking on? Who who should I prioritize in my life once the pandemic is over? Is probably that same those same questions. Who who was I talking to when I wasn't able to see anyone? Right. Those are probably the people at the top of the list that you should see in person when you're able to. Absolutely. I actually had um, an, an in-person meetup with someone I haven't seen in, in a good number of years, but the pandemic kind of <laughs> had us talking to each other again. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is so yeah. cool. I'm, I'm glad we could rekindle this. And now we can see each other in person. See, that right there is finding a positive and a negative. Yeah. I think. It's like the pandemic was a nice reset, a, re- a nice reevaluation of what and who is important to me. And I know the pandemic was shitty all around. People yes. lost jobs, people lost family, friends. That's not lost on me. But if you can find some like some little sliver of a silver lining, I think that's one of them is finding that, oh, these are the people that really care for me and who I care for. And once it's safe, I'm vaccinated, it's safe to go out, enough people are vaccinated, and I'm comfortable seeing people. Um, and for a lot of us, that's already happened, including myself, me being public health, I'm vaccinated, I felt comfortable seeing people way past two weeks of my vaccination, all that stuff. But right. it's a unique, it's like a nice little reset for people. Like, if you're fortunate enough to keep everyone healthy and all that stuff, and you know, you're employed and all that stuff. I'm talking strictly secondary that it goes without saying, I feel like, but yeah, of course. And it actually bleeds in really nicely to what I wanted to ask you because you know, it wasn't, it certainly wasn't easy every day or every week or every month, but having, I'm going to get a little mushy on you, but whatever, (laughs) having like people like, like you and our various group chats and my close friends, and I'm sure your close friends and family have that connection was, was invaluable. But, you know, there would be some days where, you know, it uh, that maybe you didn't get the text, you didn't send one, or just things weren't happening, or this yeah. wasn't helping. Did you find, like, how did you find ways to cultivate positivity, and were you always successful? Um, No, uh, I don't <laughs> think, I, you know, that's just a short answer. Even the most positive people, like, I would put myself in that category, not to, like, toot my own horn. I'm just naturally it optimist and a positive person because that's who I am at the core and but it doesn't always work out that way I'm like I don't always practice what I preach no one's perfect it you always have those shitty days but I think that's when for example me I usually try to be there for other people more but that's my time to take a little instead of give what I usually do and if you're taking more and you needed to in the pandemic fine I think it's just keeping that little thing in the back of your head like hey i i leaned on people more during the pandemic but now you know i'm in a good mental state so i can be there for other people and it's kind of returning that favor in that sense but i wasn't always there were days where you know i was lucky enough to have a job but shit i was burnt out we were working really late really long hours and it was tough it's the hardest i've worked in my life in my professional career so um that's tough in itself and but it was just having that reminder like you know that was when I received texts from friends like hey I really appreciate all you're doing for for the public and in general during this pandemic response those meant a lot to me or going home and my wife you know being so supportive and like 
I know you're working hard. Is there anything I could do? All that stuff. It's leaning on the people next to you when you're not having a good day. And it's being that person that other people lean on when they're not having a good day. But no one's perfect. I, everybody has those shitty days. I'm, I try to like have my, you know, I mentioned my too much sense segment on my podcast and I tried to preach that, but there's an, I'm not a hundred percent in practicing what I preach. There's sometimes sure. where I, you already said it. I was captain of team petty and that creeps into my personal life. And I'm like, Oh, well they didn't do this for me. So why am I doing it for them? And, um, I have to catch myself with that. Or sometimes there are days where I mess up and I have to apologize to necessary people and maybe even forgive myself, but it's okay to have that. Um, I think it's having that support system around you, even if it's a small support system, one person, two people, that's fine. But kind of letting yourself have those days is important too, because you can't, you'd be burnt out real quick if you're always give, give, giving and uh, not able to lean on others. And I'm, I'm no different than that and no one else is, so. Yeah, I'm I'm fully with you there. And, you know, I I consider myself a pretty positive, extroverted person. And there just were days where I sure. wasn't, you know, like, hey, maybe I'm going <laughs> to just be by myself and quietly oh, yeah. play video games or watch that movie I've been uh, only watching for the past week or whatever. Hell you know, yeah. just hitting the reset button on there. And then you have, of course, you start to question, like, are my coping methods healthy? <laughs> Am I doing the right thing for my brain? <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. But I don't know. I think it's I think uh, you asked how I cultivate that positivity. It's like forgiving yourself. Yeah. Not. And you're even using that example. And to me, I would say don't even overanalyze it to that to that extent. It's like, hey, I needed this day. It's as simple as that. Let's leave it at that. And tomorrow's a new day. Or if tomorrow I'm not ready maybe it's not a new day but eventually that new day will come and I'll be ready for a reset and be able to be my normal positive self but yeah shit nobody's perfect it's okay to have those days where just feels off that's I think it's uh learning to forgive yourself and say hey I need this for myself and you can't you can't give your full self if you're not like good internally I strongly believe you got to take care of your own mentals if you're able to and um, you're fortunate enough to be able to handle that. Um, take care of your own before you can offer it to someone else because you're not giving your full self if you're not acting like yourself. Sure. And having that openness to be able to, like, you know, alert other people or be like, hey, I'm actually kind of yeah. circling the drain right now. Can you, like, call me or something, you know? Like, yeah. Like, having that kind of, you know, I, we talk a lot about having a network here, and, you know, you and I have been very fortunate to both have wives and close friends and you know making sure we check on those people who may not be um in that same ballpark is really important because if they know that you can reach out to them then they will know that you they can also reach back out when you know you're they don't they don't get the text you know and i'm glad you used the phrase burnout because burnout was something i very experienced a lot during this i don't know about you but i'm sure myself and other people are like okay if i don't do something i'm going to go utterly insane so (laughs) i accidentally went ahead and started two podcasts and yes you did and and went ahead and maintained them um you you know that behind the scenes i also was working on a third briefly there for a while because i cannot sit still stay tuned stay tuned it's on a comeback (laughs) don't call it a comeback but but you know, there would be times, and I talked about this earlier on this very show, where I would just be burnt out, 
and I didn't work on those things, and that would be hard yeah. to forgive myself for. How did, did you ever experience creative burnout on top of your professional burnout, and how did you handle that? Yeah, I um, I t- tell you the truth uh, with my podcast, Prem Brulee, like subscribe. You know, you know the drill. <laughs> number one um, podcast outside of this one. Number, when you listen to it. <laughs> amen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I tell you the truth. It, I love recording podcasts, but, um, as you're well aware, cause you do the same thing, the editing and stuff gets to be time consuming, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the same way, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I love recording. I wish I would just, I wish I felt comfortable just being like, all right, let's upload this. But, um, I try to look out for my guest hosts and cut out their ums and all their pauses and, you know, I add in my sound effects. You got to add in the Kawhi laugh, you know, here and there. And, um, you know, the what it do babies. But, yeah, to tell you the truth, I, it gets it gets tiring because, like, you know, we talked about you and I have day jobs. And then you're doing, like, a million podcasts. So <laughs> Can't and, stop, won't stop. And all of, all of them require a high level of research. My podcast is sports, but it requires some research. But I'm mostly hot taking it, you know, like, sure. because – that's what the number one podcast listeners ask for. But yeah, you get, you just get burnt out and you need a break. And, um, it is, it is tough sometimes forgiving yourself, but then I get something that usually sparks it. And I don't know if it's the same with you, but it will be someone reaching out like, Hey, um, haven't heard an episode in a while. Like, Oh damn. People are like, it feels weird, but not depending on me, but it's like, Oh, people are that interested that they're like, Oh, they noticed the little break. And that was like, Oh, that's kind of cool to hear. Or, or something happens in the sports world where it'll spark it. And I think it's just like forgiving yourself. Hey, I needed a break. I was working a lot or, hey, life got in the way. It's okay. Yeah. Um, forgiving yourself for that and uh, waiting for that little spark. And it happens and there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's being able to uh, forgive yourself and give yourself that break, that mental break. Because it goes back to what I just said. It's like you're not – able to offer up like the full you if you're not good internally and that's kind of how I feel it's like is my product going to be as good if I'm not like there a hundred percent and that's kind of how I like reset like okay give myself a little leeway here Um, I am working hard I put out a good content and I work really hard at it and it takes some time and I have a life you know like I both of us have wives it's like (laughs) <laughs> I can't just sit there hours on end after we already worked a full work day and be editing podcasts left and right three hours a day, you know, so r- recording and editing. Um, so I think it's just like, yeah, forgiving yourself and giving yourself a break every once in a while because it's like kind of ridiculous to think you're required to do this constantly. People take vacations. People take breaks in their normal jobs. Why shouldn't anything you do as a hobby be the same? Because hey, it requires a level of work. Maybe some other hobbies don't. Um, maybe you don't need a break from them, but when you're putting so much of your creative self in, into something, it, you need a little reset. You need things to motivate you every once in a while because sometimes you just don't have it all the time. Yeah, no, 100%. And, like, you know, you and I have the unique perspective of being podcast hosts, writers, performers, yeah. editors, jack-of-all-trades yeah. doing our shows. And, you know, you know, you record 
an hour of audio, you're in the you're gonna be editing for at least two hours, three if you had yeah, a guest, for sure. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, and 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 that can be taxing. And then I have friends who you know are singer songwriters who you know use the better part of a year to like work on an album, and you know that for was sure. a, a process for them. I have you know I've got friends who are like artists, writers, all sorts of things who use the pandemic as their opportunity to hone those and craft those. And I think our generation, especially because we spent so much time on, you know, being raised practically on social media, all of our formative years, we put ourselves in some kind of public eye, whether it was small or large, we, we just have this urge to like be, you know, turning our hobbies into things that could possibly be larger things. So we stress ourselves yeah. out thinking like, oh shit, if I don't do grant rants i'm gonna lose an audience and it's like bro your audience is your right. friends and family right now it's not like you're gonna right. lose baltimore so like <laughs> right and, and that's and i think yeah. like when i think it just comes down to the product like am i doing something just for the sake of doing it well that wasn't the intention in the first place right so, How, um, you have to believe I'm, in what I, you're doing yeah exactly like i want to do this so i never want to get to a point where i feel like i have to um and that's where the podcast comes. It's like, I, I, this is truly like, I love doing it. So I never, if I'm not feeling it a hundred percent, why would I, why would I risk like ruining this thing? I, I love so much by rushing it out when I could just take a couple days and reset and preserve that, like that love I have for it. Yeah. And it's the same with anything. Like it doesn't even have to just be hobbies. You could like, yeah, eat, eat a food every day and get sick of it. You know, you got to take healthy For breaks, sure. you know. I've it's a great great example, yeah. <laughs> utterly ruined Taco Bell for myself like a month there because I only ate Taco Bell for like a month there. Yeah. You know? So like right. you know, healthy breaks are completely important and fully justifiable and you don't got to apologize to nobody, sure. folks. Especially like if 100%. you disappear for 2 months on a show just for example. <clears throat> <laughs> The, the the last thing I wanted to ask you, because like we, we talked about burnout, and I know we're quickly barreling into 11 o'clock your time, so I'll respect you there, but we've, we've talked a lot about the pandemic coming to an end, and, yeah. you know, I've been fortunate enough to be fully vaccinated, my wife is fully vaccinated, our families are, our really close friends are, it's, it's a huge relief, and, yeah. you know, we... we it lightly experimented with bar hopping for the first time in what feels like a long time. And, you know, there's, sure, there's, yeah. a, there's a very overhanging anxiety, not knowing, you know, who was trustworthy, what the rules are now, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What tips do you have for people who are still nervous about returning to normalcy or maybe even for those who are too eager to go back to normal? Yeah. Um, I think it is – I mean – it's kind of like a life lesson. It's controlling what you can control. You know, I hate to overgeneralize things, but long story short, you don't know if people are telling the truth, like the people you're interacting with. So are you comfortable internally knowing, Hey, me and my close group who I'm going to be spending the most time with tonight as I go out are all vaccinated. Am I comfortable trusting that? Or should I suggest something that we do someone's house or something a little bit more small scale like somewhere you can go outdoors instead of somewhere you're cooped up inside in a packed bar it's finding that little balance but you absolutely can't there's no way you could 
trust what anybody says or like you can't figure <laughs> out like a survey you can't go check vaccination cards so it really is finding that what am i comfortable with and controlling what i can control it's which is the people around me and who i'm spending my time with so um and i think it's a life i think it's a general life lesson like pandemic or not is um and i know from what i've learned about anxiety it doesn't always make sense so i don't mean to oversimplify it if sure. you ha- have like a diagnosed anxiety i mean it in the, the simplest form like hey i'm feeling apprehensive about going out okay so let's think about it logically do i feel comfortable with the people i'm with yes i'll interact with some strangers but it won't be super close then yes i'm still comfortable or hey this place is supposed to be packed tonight do you mind if we go somewhere else that's an alternative or hey do you guys maybe just want to get a bottle and have cocktails at the crib tonight great <laughs> like you're still seeing people that way and it's finding that level of comfort that makes sense to you um and i don't think there's any way to to fully be able to say until it is in society like we're we if we ever reach herd immunity you won't unfortunately have that feeling like that external validation of people you don't know but it's just finding that little center of what can i control and that's who i'm with anyway so yeah i think that's the main thing i don't i don't think there's any way to be fully comfortable with what's these people you don't know and may interact with yeah no i mean that's that that was true before the pandemic too you know like, you, know, you yeah, never knew what was going to happen when you went outside, you know? Um, for sure. I think it's uh, having that open dialogue with your friends and these same people. You just went through a pandemic of checking on each other. So um, the idea is that they would feel comfortable saying, hey, I'm feeling a little anxious about going out. Do you mind if we change it up? And um, you guys are probably going to be at a point where you can say, yeah, let's let's do that. What yeah. do you feel comfortable with? And, your, your friends, if you've been talking to them this long, are going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I think it's, for me anyway, like, it's less about where I go. It's just, I'm I'm an extrovert too. And it's like, I'm just excited to see people I love that I haven't seen. So whatever you want to do, it can still be at someone's house. It's just, I haven't seen you, so let's do whatever. Exactly right. And I feel like that's kind of where most people are. It's not like I'm excited to see strangers. I'm I'm going out to spend time with you. So however we spend it is cool, cool me. And I think it's keeping that in mind who are you really there for it's the person not the place i I hope everyone listening to this has or is able to find a premal in their life just just like a b appreciate that uh, yeah i mean like no i mean it like you ever since i've met you and you know I've, i've always known you to be a hard worker you were like reliable to a fault you know, you are you are an open communicator. You don't deal with bullshit, which is really refreshing as a person. Like you're you're I and I mean this in the best possible way. You are a goddamn cartoon character with with your positivity, and it's and it's awesome. And that's why I wanted to have you on here as kind of I like a, that. you're you're like an anxiety aphrodisiac. So like, you I know. appreciate that. Yeah, and and I, I mean it. I think you give excellent advice. I think. A lot of people could benefit from knowing my my friends care about me, my family care about me, and, and yeah. you know, in good cases there, um, you know, reach out to people. Don't be afraid of that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, open communication solves a lot of issues. So thank you so much for for coming on here and yeah. sharing your thoughts on there. Please plug yourself. 
Well, first, I just kind of wanted to remember the cardinal rule. If you're thinking about someone, text them, call them. And if you're able to, um, in a world full of negativity, be a positive light. Uh, it is very easy to be negative. And um, I, chal- I uh, urge you Grant Rants listeners to uh, do what's not easy. Um, be, be positive in the face of negativity. Um, there's plenty of negativity that people are putting out there. Uh, so there's no need to add a little bit more to it. Might as well change it up and add something positive. Uh, and that's kind of how my philosophy is. Um, but for plugs, um, Prem Brulee is my podcast. I would really appreciate a listen. We don't always talk about sports. They're hot takes about sports, of course. But I'm looking to add a little bit more um, episodes. There's a couple of them that I've already recorded. One of them having to do with domestic violence and sports. And another was dealing with um, anxiety where I talked to a friend about anxiety uh, and mental health. So I'm looking to do more of that. So if you're not necessarily a sports fan, there's going to be plenty for you, but like subscribe, review all that stuff. I'd appreciate you grant rants listeners to uh, head on over to Prem Brulee. And I usually encourage the same. So that handshake emoji, one side is definitely <laughs> grant rants and alternate Jersey. And the other side is definitely Prem Brulee. It's very much that way. Always appreciate it, brother. And your links to Prem Brulee yeah, will of course be in the description of the episode and as a as, Ooh, a, as a fancy as a bonus treat i'll put in the two episodes that you were talking about since they tie into what we discussed yeah. today Premo's a great host it's, he's always fun to listen to and hang out with whether you are a a, a knee-jerk hot take reactionary sports person or just want something a little bit more yeah. thoughtful amen i appreciate that man thanks for having me on here it was a blast talking about this and uh appreciate all the content you put out in this world you give people a little little break from their lives and it's uh, greatly appreciated oh i appreciate you man thanks so much for being on here